welcome back to another episode of God Built This Podcast. I'm your host, Maxine, and we're on episode 192. First off, shout out to all of you who have subscribed to our YouTube channel. Yes, we have a YouTube channel. Just type in God Built This Podcast and you'll see me there. Well, not me in the flesh yet, but you'll hear my voice there. You'll see pictures of different topics that I'm talking about. The last episode, episode 191, I made it more fun, I feel like, in comparison to the last uh, two episodes that I put on YouTube. So be sure to check that out and the previous episodes, of course. And shout out to Timbaland TV, who left a lovely comment on episode 191. He said, was recommended this channel. So shout out to whoever is a current listener that recommended to Timbaland TV to listen to my podcast. That's so awesome, guys. Uh, so Timbaland TV said, was recommended this channel. Good stuff. Let me check out your previous episodes. And he's like, and your ass. I'm kidding. <laughs> Imagine he said that. Like, okay, got weird. Um, as a first time listener, you have a great voice for podcasts and can engage on multiple subjects. Keep up the grind exclamation point. See, I love that. Okay. You look, I love, I, I love and appreciate every, uh, like every comment as far as, you know, positive ones, of course, I haven't received any negative ones, but like, you know, I, I love and appreciate any compliment is really what I'm saying, but something about, I really encourage like details. <laughs> Look at me telling you how to compliment me. No, but like there's something to. I feel like I'm the type of person like I really. Sure, you could tell me I look good. Oh, wow, you have a nice smile. You know, all that is nice. I appreciate that. But when you speak to my intellect, when you speak to my character, when you recognize my pure heart, when you recognize, wow, you're so solution-oriented, or wow, you're so creative. Like, I love that because that's really, you know, what makes me me when you speak to my spirit. So I love detailed compliments like this, you know, him complimenting on the fact that I do have an engagement on multiple subjects and, you know, I'm grinding here and, you know, all that is recognized. So shout out to you, Timbaland TV. And this is an encouragement to anyone else. If you have yet to subscribe to the podcast, on um youtube please make sure to do so and if you leave a comment i will be sure to read your comment on a future episode okay so let's get into this episode first of all let's start off with this late friend <laughs> topic that has been um a trend on you not on youtube um on twitter uh, just today, as I'm recording this, I'm noticing the conversation of, are you the late person in the group? Or, you know, how to treat that late friend. First of all, let me tell you who I am. I am, not only am I on time, I am early time. I am before the the store even opens, I'm there. Like, I'm before our reservation is even made available to us. I'm there. I'm that friend. I'm that person. I like to be early. That's me. And the reasons behind that really is I just don't like to be late. Like, I just hate rushing. You know, I hate rushing to make it somewhere. I hate being waited on. I hate knowing that 
I'm the reason why you're still waiting to eat your food. Or, like, I just don't like to be an inconvenience by any means, as much as I, you know, have control over. And I feel like um, when I'm being mindful of the time that I have to prepare to arrive somewhere, I plan accordingly. Like, I'm very in my head for, for like, all throughout the day, to be honest. So, like, while I know I have an appointment, you know, whether it's a date, whether it's um, an engagement, whether it's an outing, whatever it is, I have thought about it extensively already, at least two days prior, at least, or from the moment that we've set that date. And to then make up all the excuse in the world as to why I couldn't arrive at the agreed upon time. I just, that, that'll never be me. And that has never been me. And it really, I loathe, not love, loathe the people who are habitual. It's one time, you know, it's one thing to be late here and there, you know, wow, you didn't realize traffic would have been, have, uh, you know, it honestly, I don't even like the whole traffic excuse. To be honest, like even in certain areas, I get it. Like people used to say Houston will have the worst traffic, um, California. I don't know what part in California particularly, but that's been the um, the consen- consensus. But that's still full of shit because you know, right? Like you know California, you know Houston already has bad traffic. So at the very least, what's in your control is leaving earlier than you should. So leaving an hour, 45 minutes prior to arriving at the agreed upon time because you already know you might be in a 20-minute traffic on a good day, but on a not-so-good day where things may happen and random accidents take place, You want to make sure you have space for a 30-minute inconvenience on the road and still arrive on time. Like, I take all of that into consideration whenever I am planning to arrive somewhere, anywhere that me and whomever I'm hanging out with is, you know, planning to hang out at this time. Like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like, do you not think? Like, are you not thinking you know, I just don't understand how people be like, oh, man, I got I was running. I was running around everywhere doing this and that. Like, but why, though? We said five o'clock. Why are you running around doing everything 30 minutes before five o'clock? Like, what are you doing? I remember um, my former colleagues, we had this end of the year uh, get together and we we agreed upon bringing items um, this particular colleague, he was supposed to bring uh, an, a, a type, a, a particular food item. I'm not b- going to be too specific, but a particular food item. And this food item is a hot meal. Therefore, like, and it's really like one of the main courses. So the the expectation of bringing a main course or one of the main courses is to arrive early, really, not even on time, early, because people are ready to engage in that main course, and it's a hot meal, so why come rolling in late with your hot ass or cold now uh, main course item? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So he arrives late, of course, 
And as he arrives, he doesn't even bring the item that he said he was going to bring. Instead, he brings like this bootleg version of it and talks about, oh, man, I just I was just out running. I was just handing a lot of different errands today and yada, yada, yada. And then he walks in with this like rush. You know, how some people when they're running late for work in particular, they're coming like very rushed. <laughs> Like, you just roll out of bed. Just cut it out. Like, I, I guess that's why you're rushing. But, like, they come in, like, sweating and just, like, rush, you know, like, to iterate some more how much they've been ripping and running and running errands so, so much prior to this moment. Like, come on. You knew about this time. You made this commitment. And now you're saying this excuse of, oh, I, I was running around doing this and that, you know, what are you talking about? Why couldn't you make it on time? Not even why couldn't you. Why? You should have been here on time. I just feel like there's really no excuse. There really is no excuse. Like, and again, I get the whole once in a while. Like, I give some people, you know, I give passes to people. Don't get me wrong. Like, we all have been late. But I'm really speaking to habitual late people. I feel like y'all should go to a particular type of school. I feel like those who are habitually late should get some pay docked from their paycheck. I'm so I'm not joking. The joke is gone. This is my serious tone. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being satirical. No, no, no. This is my proposition here. Those who are habitually late should have money some amount, a percentage amount removed from their paycheck. And then until they could demonstrate that they can be on time and will be on time, right? Let's say they're on a probationary um, hearing, right? Or time frame, then they can earn back the money that they lost for all the times they've been late. I'm dead. Like, this is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's offensive. And shout out to Pusha T for whatever interview he did, but it was a brief clip that has been circulating of him saying that he hates a late person, like literally hates a late person. <laughs> he's like, he's extremely punctual. Um, he feels like being late, really late, is just it's just very disrespectful. And those who are really late all the time, he feels, <laughs> I'm trying to, I'm looking at the video right now. He said he hate their lives. He hate what they stand for. <laughs> and it really gets under his skin. It's like, I, I totally agree. I, and I find it so uh, refreshing to see a man saying that. I feel like, um, you know, not even refreshing. Let me take that back because oftentimes men are more punctual than women. And it, I, I know I keep on shooting at women. I really... Damn, do I hate women? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe I need a moment to myself real quick. Do I hate women? Am I a pick-me? Shut up. No, I'm not. Some of y'all just need to be held accountable. And I'm sick of this shit, okay? But no, um, yeah, it is actually a, uh, I'm noticing it to be more of a feminine trait than it is a male trait. If I see a man late, because, like, what are you doing, man? Like, you're, you just wash your balls and put your shirt on. Like, what are you doing? You know, there is more of an excuse, if you want to use it as an excuse, for women to be late because 
we have more things to prepare, you know, our hair, makeup, uh, making sure our outfit is flattering. Oh, I didn't properly wax this part of my leg. Oh, I got to do it right now. You know, all this, all of these reasons that are used conveniently. But again, if you are someone with a brain and you think, um, you know, critically and you think in advance, then you'll know, hey, maybe I shouldn't prepare for this outing 30 minutes or not even even four hours prior like you should know two days prior at the very least hey for this outing that's happening in two days I would like for my hair to be done so instead of doing my hair the day of the outing let me get it done at least two days prior right like this is a video I came across on Instagram of someone um, filming basically a day in the life of a habitual late person. She says that she has an outing with her friends at 5 p.m. and it's 1 o'clock, 1 p.m. at the start of the video. And then she's like bringing us through these four hours as she's trying her best to uh, to leave on time to make it to their outing on time and wherever she lives she has to leave a good 30 minutes prior to the because obviously you know also some people think oh well the our our friend date or whatever our outing is at five o'clock so I could leave at five some people really think that like no you gotta leave like what are you talking about that that's when we see each other we see each other at five therefore in order for us to see each other at five you have to leave your house earlier than five what are you on drugs so she has to leave 30 minutes prior to five so around 4 30 um she has to leave to make it to their destination on time so Y'all, at 1 p.m., she's saying, oh, she has to do X, Y, and Z. The first thing that she says is she has to wash and style her hair. Huh? At that point, she should have been like, y'all, I can't make it. Or, hey, let's, let's, uh, yeah, let's reschedule for a later time or for the following day because that right there is enough, you know? And granted... So now, look, if she was a fully, I don't want to make it like a natural versus weave hair wearing type of argument, but there's a there's a lot that goes into it. I think oftentimes if you are a natural hair wearing woman, it's it's even longer. So like if I, because I'm currently, I have my natural hair out and I, if I'm washing and styling my hair the day of, not even the day of, four hours prior to the time when we're supposed to meet, oh, I can't make it because I got to make sure I, I'm washing thoroughly. You know, I style it the way I want it to. And sometimes with natural hair styles, and if you're doing it on your own, it may not come out unless you're like, a, you know, a very good stylist on your hair, but it may not come out the way that you hope. And now you're not feeling so confident. It's like, oh, I don't want to go anymore. I just want to wear a hat. It's a lot. Anyway, so when she started off that way, I was like, yeah, she, she's not going to make it. And the attitude that she had throughout the video, and it was lighthearted, don't get me wrong, but there was just this lack of realization of, Yo, I'm not going to make it. Like, it, it was, I think it's like, maybe she's overly ambitious. 
Is that what it is? Is that what I'm seeing from some of y'all habitual late people? Like, are you guys overly ambitious? Are you guys not realistic enough about time? Like, time is not about just what you do. You also have to consider the factors around you that are out of your control. You can't control traffic. You can't control what happens on the road. You can't control your your one of your tires suddenly falling out. And then, boom, now you're at the side of the road like you can't control all these things you can't control the fact that oh man i didn't fill up my tank with gas now i gotta fill it up now that takes another 20 minutes like what are we doing think think (sighs) okay i just had to let that out i had to let that out because i really hate habitually people and i feel like i this this trait of mine comes from my dad because my dad is always on time. He's actually early, and I get that from him. I'm just same. I'm the same as him when it comes to that and so many other ways. But my mom, she's she's she likes to be early too. But like she takes a while to get ready. Like I'm a quick get ready type of person. Like I because I've already planned in my mind what I'm gonna wear. My hair is typically in the style that I know it will be. So it's not like I'm doing my hair from scratch four hours before our our time to go um and like I've already calculated everything like I'm always thinking all right let's let's talk about the homeless population and what needs to be done (laughs) let's get into it I don't think I've had this conversation with you guys I do not think I've had this conversation with you guys I may have thought about it I may have uh, just proposed different solutions in my mind as I drive through the inner streets of Houston, but now is the time, okay? I had an experience at Salada. Now, Salada is a salad restaurant here in Houston. I don't know if it's um, a franchise outside of Houston or even outside of Texas at this point, but... I've been introduced to Salada since I moved here, and I love Salada. Salada is great, and Salada is exactly what it sounds like. It's a salad restaurant. Um, they do have salad wraps if you want that, but you can put anything in your salad. And because of Salada, I tried salads with strawberries in it, with green apple, and just recently, my last uh, time there, I had grapes in my salad. And let me tell you about fruits and salad now you know I know the whole there's a term called fruit salad but I just never thought strawberries and grapes could go in a salad like what are we talking about like when I think of fruit salad fruit salad is literally just with fruits you don't have it with lettuce and arugula no but because of salada I am learning so much about salads and something about having grapes in salad um, I think I'm going to have that more, but there's a sweetness that bursts in your mouth and it's like the explosion of the juices, the sweet juices bursting in your mouth as you're eating the, the crunchy cold salad <laughs> or lettuce <laughs> and the bals- I always put balsamic vinaigrette. Vinaigrette sounds kind of racist don't it you got vinegar you a vinaigrette like that sounds kind of hostile but I always put balsamic vinaigrette 
And the con, like, when I tell you guys, please, please stop what you're doing right now and put grapes in your salad. I want you to stop what you're doing right now, go to a salada or a salad restaurant near you, and put, add grapes and add balsamic vinaigrette as your dressing. Thank me right now because, my God, it was an explosion in my mouth of a pure happiness. Like, I've never felt this type of orgasmic experience outside of sex. Like, this has been just one of those moments that I just couldn't, I can't describe better than I'm doing right now. It's so good. Okay, so let's get back to the homeless problem. So, I go to this particular salada, and I was actually debating with myself on whether I wanted to go to this particular location because I've been to that location many times, and I know the area, and the area is is not aesthetically pleasing. Let's just say that. It's not aesthetically pleasing. Um, There's a lot of homeless people around, okay? It doesn't look too clean. The buildings, the stores don't look well-polished. But the Salada is here, and I want to go to the Salada, right? And it's near where I live, so it's just convenient as well. So I'm like, oh, well, let me just go. And I was debating to go to that one because this time I wanted to sit in the restaurant and eat my salad there. Well, well particularly I wanted to eat my salad. I wanted to eat. That sounds sexual, right? I wanted to eat my salad. <laughs> okay. Um, I wanted to eat my salad from Salada um, at the outdoor dining area that's present, that's available. But I was debating to go to that one because this is the one that's like, it's kind of ghetto, okay? Anyway, I decided to go to that Salada anyway because let me just go. I'm sure it'll be fine. No big deal. So I get my salad, and as soon as I was, as soon as I turn from giving my my payment or making my payment because you know you could do it on the whole like little square white device and like tap it in you know I really love um just tapping my credit card or debit card on the white machine you know how you don't like you know prior to that or what most people I see do is still put it in right stick it in with the with the chip in that you know in that direction but I really enjoy just just not even tapping, just like, ho- not, yeah, I don't even tap. I hover. I hover my card over the machine, and it accepts it. It's like, oh, okay, approved, transaction approved. So fun. It's so fun. Okay, so as soon as I finish hovering my card, I turn around with this excitement and joy to eat outside in the nice humidity with some breeze. And I'm stopped in my tracks. I'm stopped in my tracks. <laughs> Why are you stopped in your tracks, Maxine? Because there's this homeless black guy there. Bare chested. Of course, stra- scraggly looking. Um, looking straight into the window. Looking just like, you know, not here, not present, disheveled to say the least. His pants were halfway down his butt crack. You see his, uh, like I saw his butt crack. Um, you see the color of his drawers 
not white. Like, I think they used to be white. And they're this brown, dingy color. And they're ripped from the front and back. So not only am I able to see his pants because his pants are halfway down his butt crack. No, no. Not only am I able to see his butt because his pants were halfway down his butt crack. But I'm able to see his butt because his drawers were ripped. Okay. And his pants are falling down. I don't know why they're falling down. I don't know if he's he's purposely wearing it like that or his pants aren't unable to be um, secured around his waist. Look, I'm not saying this to make fun of homeless people. I'm not. Please, I feel like I have to get disclaimers. I feel like I may come off insensitive sometimes. But this is me giving you a description. Okay? I Do I need to call Governor Abbott? Do I need to call Governor Abbott? Do I need to call Biden? Do I need to call Eric Adams? Like, I know he's in New York. Who do I, who do I need to call? Do I need to call Joe Rogan? I know he has an issue with the homeless population in Austin. Like, I, he's seated. This homeless man is seated in the, in the dining, in the outdoor dining area of Salada. He's not a patron. Oh, I thought only patrons could sit here. He's not a patron, obviously, right? He's not eating a salad from Salada. He's not drinking the the lemon. Oh, my gosh, the lemonades are so – no, I love Salada. If I could invest in Salada, I probably would. But <laughs> no, but he – I'm sorry. What are you doing here? Oh, he he has nowhere to live, Maxie. Can't he sit down anywhere? He Not at Salada, okay? This is one of my sacred places here in Houston, just keep it sacred, not Asalada. I'm sorry. There's a bench over there. The dumpster over there. There's, there's, there are other areas you could go to. You didn't have to sit there, okay? So, of course, I'm like, oh, fuck, I can't sit outside. Because, and then you may think, oh, why can't, well, you can still sit outside. Shut up. First of all, shut up. Let me just say that. Shut, I know I, I keep on like, oh, I don't want to be insensitive. Shut up, okay? If you are even inkling with a thought like that please shut up because every time people are disturbed by a homeless person they're disturbed they're not interested in sitting next to them because they know they're going to be disturbed right whether it's asking for money whether it's uh, some weird schizophrenic conversation that they're having like it's an inconvenience to say the very least. And you would rather not be in their presence, you know, if you have the control to do so. So why would you imagine no one else was out there? It's not like, oh, there's another person. There's a patron out there who I could at least be in this patron community with. No, there was no one else out there except for this homeless man sitting outside in the outdoor dining area of Salada. So now I'm forced to sit inside this cold-ass restaurant. <laughs> I want to be outside. So I'm seated, see, uh, I'm seated inside, and I'm hungry, y'all. Like, when I tell you I eat, I eat. I'm just, like, chomping away. And the thing with salad, you have to, you know, really be forceful with your fork to make sure everything that you're picking up is going into your mouth, right? And now that I have grapes... <laughs> You know, and granted, these grapes are uh, sliced in half, right? So it's not a full grape. 
<laughs> you know, like a whole grape, I mean. So the grapes are sliced in half, and I'm making sure I'm, like, including it in my fork and eating it, and sometimes I'm missing it, and it's, you know, but I'm eating and I'm enjoying my meal. But the way my take, the, the seat that I take is right across from the door to the outdoor dining area and right into the eyes of this homeless man who's staring at me down. I mean, maybe he was hungry, right? You know, I don't know, but, like, I'm going to eat my meal. Like, I'm not going to suddenly give it to you. I pay for this. I want to eat it. So he's staring at me. And how do you know? My, my dad used to say this to me all the time when I was younger. How do you know I'm staring at you if you're not staring at me? Because you're staring at me. <laughs> Shout out to my dad. He's so great. No, but anyway. He's staring at me down. I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to still eat my food, you know? So I'm eating my food. He walks in, Salada. Hello? Is my mic on? Hello? 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 He walks in Salada, y'all. Bare-chested, ass out. Okay? I'm surprised I don't see his dick. He walks in Salada, and I'm... I know I sound horrible, but I'm immediately holding my breath because I already know there's a stench coming, you know? So he, and mind you, I'm right next to where he's walking in, so I'm going to feel a whiff of him. And I try not to turn my head to see, like, what, you know, what he's doing. And, you know, coming from where I came from, from Boston, like, I'm always aware of, even when someone makes you feel kind of cringe, don't lay your eyes on them or, like, don't, leave your eye contact on them for a long time because they then will take it as an opportunity to bother you like however they want to bother you they're going to look at it as an opportunity to do so so I didn't want to turn my neck and like hunt him down with my you know like all that extra stuff but I was still being vigilant and making sure my purse is near me and my phone isn't you know over on the other side of the table where he could easily snatch it if he wanted you know whatever I just like to be very vigilant so anyway, so he's um, he walks in and he inquires about, from what I gather, he inquired about wanting a drink. And I think, and the thing about Salada is it's all female workers, okay? And most of the time it's immigrant Hispanic workers who barely know a lick of English, who just know how to, and the way Salada is, it's a buffet style, but it's behind the glass. And so they pick out the portions for you. And yeah, so many of these workers are, all the workers are female and most of them are immigrants, Hispanic, and they're just doing their best. They're working an honest living. And so there's this young woman, she's Hispanic. I don't think she's an immigrant, but I, at the very least, I don't, like she was able to communicate very well in English. And so she's doing her best to handle the moment. And I guess she somehow said no that he can't get a drink for free but you know if you want water here's water so she gives him a cup he gets the water and then he walks and you know with homeless people they don't walk fast they don't walk like they walk slow at least this one did like they walk super slow gliding with their feet his sandals barely sticking on like they're gliding through and he got his water and then he went back outside he opened the door went back outside to the same seat that he was in in the outdoor dining area of Salada and this uh the employee who works at Salada 
after like two or three minutes, she goes to that door where he touched. Uh, she goes to the door. She has his Lysol spray disinfectant and sprays the handle of the door. Now, I don't think he saw because his head was turned, I believe. So I don't think he saw because I do think he probably would have reacted. But I don't know. That made me feel uncomfortable, too. Like, that, I cringed when she did that. Like, I understand. But, like, the way she did it, she, she like, she held the spray bottle so, like, very uh, disgusted. Like, ugh, I can't believe I had to do this type of thing. And she held, she holds the spray bottle and she sprays down from a distance, not like a six feet spray of the area that he walks through, right? You know, the air that he passed through. She essentially sprayed the air as well, as well as spraying down the handle of the door. And I'm like, oh gosh. Like, I get it, but like, one, I was seated right there. So, technically, the spray got on my food. <laughs> like, if you really think about the particles in the air, the spray traveled. The Lysol disinfectant, bitch, got in my salad with the grapes in it. You ruining my meals. I'm just, like, annoyed. Like, my whole experience seated in the restaurant for the first time finally and this bitch is doing this right like it's just you got the homeless guy walking in i'm seeing his butt crack and then you have her spraying this lysol disinfectant as i'm eating while the particles are definitely flying into my food it was just not i i feel like it could have been handled better at the very least she should have got wipes and wiped it down and if she didn't have lysol wipes she could have sprayed the paper towel with wipes and simply did a quick cleaning. But it also gave this impression of like, ew, ew, that other. And look, I know I just kind of gave that impression probably <laughs> as I was talking about this story, but I don't know. I feel like as the employee, there is a level of grace that you should demonstrate. Maybe I'm being hypocritical though. Maybe I'm being hypocritical, but like it, it was just too like publicly, uh, just a show like it was too much of a show of disgust like I think she could have <laughs> like girl you didn't have to spray right after he left like, that's what I'm saying like there could have been some way she could have handled it sure still wash down the handles right but you could have done it in a way that was a little discreet you know just a thought just a thought but anyway my proposition for the homeless problem Okay, I think at the very least in areas that are common to be predominantly populated by homeless people, I believe that there should be stationed police officers ready and available at all times. Now, I'm not saying to lock these people up. Lock them up. He's homeless. Ah! Like, no, that's not what I'm saying. Their purpose should be in these moments, I think at the very least, what the police officer should do is, hey, you have to be a customer here to sit in this area and escort and, you know, make sure that homeless person is not seated in the outdoor dining area because he's not a patron. And I think that's, that's fair. That's not discriminatory. It's just like, yo, you gotta be a customer here, you know? Um, 
also, you know, of course, a lot of these homeless people do have mental illnesses. So you want to make sure that you're protected and there is a police officer who could help make who could help make sure that protection is had. You know, they're not corrupt, of course. But, you know, there's that. And, uh, you know, considering how Salada is, the employees there are all female and most of them are immigrants. So they're not as like they need more protection. And I just feel like having a male figure, a police officer in particular, will help make them feel safe and assured that security is being had as I'm working. Like the line worker at Salada shouldn't have to worry about this homeless person coming into the store and they have to like, you know, I shouldn't have to think like that. Like, you know, if I'm the line worker there, if any these line workers, I shouldn't have to worry about that. My only worry is to make sure Maxine gets her grapes in her salad. Okay. So yeah, this police, um, this Salada did not have any police officers present. There was no one stationed in front of the store, outside of the store, anywhere. I just felt very sorry for just the whole experience. Let's move on. <laughs> I just thought that was necessary to share because I think we just don't have enough of these conversations. Like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I think, sure, I get it. That's the That just comes with living in the downtown area of any city. I get it. But no. Like, I should be able to, like, I don't even like taking walks. I don't take walks in my neighborhood. Um, because the times that I did, I was like, you know, let me just go ahead and embrace this in my neighborhood. Let me embrace it. The times that I did, y'all, I'm just like, okay, I'm bombarded with homeless person after homeless person after homeless person. And some of these homeless people look like, I don't know, are you homeless? I don't know, something going on, right? But a clear giveaway is they like someone you could just tell when someone looks dingy right when you could someone like the shirt has been worn a hundred days a hundred days straight um there's a there's a walk that they have their pants are different colors it's a dingy color like there's a dingy look that is present in the homeless people you know community and um like some of these like homeless people around here look good <laughs> no what I mean by that is like they're not fat that's what I'm saying like some of these homeless men <laughs> I'm not, look I'm not hollering <laughs> I feel like I'm sounding like that but some of these homeless men like have like eight packs um just look strong and like they they you know, maybe they have nothing else to do but do push-ups. But, like, they look very well-maintained physically as far as muscles have it. Now, clean, no. And that's how you know the difference, right? So, like, okay. that And that's what I was saying. Like, I don't know, is this person homeless or not? Because, like, their strong physique come across as if oh no probably just someone who goes to the gym a lot right but then when you look at how dirty their clothes are and how dirty their face are and the missing three tooth <laughs> three teeth <laughs> the front tooth the the bottom tooth like it's like oh okay no you're homeless like I'm able to you know distinguish then uh yeah that's a clear giveaway but yeah, I think um, that just, you know, comes with the fact that living in the inner city 
And when I lived in the suburbs here in Houston, it I didn't have that experience at all. Like I comfortably walked outside when I lived in Sugarland, when I lived in Katy. I comfortably walked outside, even late, not lately, but like when the sun was down, like evening times, I walked outside comfortably, frolicked outside, <laughs> and just enjoyed that great outdoors, okay? So, I don't know, but lock them up. I'm <laughs> okay, speaking of frolicking, speaking of frolicking, Drew Barrymore is in trouble by the black woke population that's on TikTok, and I'm just over it, as you may assume. So, Drew Barrymore recently uh, shared a TikTok of her uh, walking in the rain, and she's, I think she used the word frolicking in the rain, and, um, like, she's literally out in the rain, no umbrella, no hoodie, no raincoat, she's, um, also saying in the video that she, she just feels so good in the rain and have you ever just like you know how she talks whatever so she's just like really embracing you know putting her head up into the sky and letting the rain just fall on her face now she's being called a racist for doing this <clears throat> because apparently there is a trend popular on tiktok of black men specifically frolicking in the rain, walking or dancing or running through the rain outside and doing it to show black boy joy. And that's a um, like a hashtag, you know, black boy joy, um, black liberation. And I didn't like take time to really dive too deep because I don't like to get so bombarded with stupid woke talks. But from what I could gather is, um, you know, black men are not giving the agency to be happy. You know, it's always about being serious or always about being misconstrued for being aggressive. And that's an absolutely true experience that black men experience here in America maybe in other parts in the world as well, but definitely in America. So that is absolutely true. And this trend of frolicking in the rain is um, an act of liberation for black men to demonstrate, hey, I'm more than just angry emotions, actually. You know, I feel happy. I feel joy. And I want to dance. And I want to sing. And, and, and my identity is secure. And you don't have to question my sexuality. I don't have to be a gay man to do this, right? So I think it's an act of liberation. And I think it's great. So I, there's no hate on that from me. But, like, it's not something that is w w uh, widely known. Like, this whole trend. I just found out about it after hearing about Drew Barrymore. Like, I'm not frequently, I'm not on TikTok at all. Actually, I don't, because fuck China. No, but I don't, I'm not on TikTok. So I don't know the trend and I don't want to be on TikTok. It just feels so uh, mind consuming and just, I don't know. But anyway, 
apparently this is such a popular trend that this black creator who reacted to Drew Barrymore finds it racist that Drew Barrymore has taken upon this trend and decided to not give credit to black creators, you know, black male creators in particular. Shout out to particular because I've been saying this word the whole episode, if you haven't noticed. <laughs> I guess that's one of my favorite words, just like acquiesce. <laughs> acquiesce. No, but so anyway, so, so this black woman reacts to it and she's just like calling Drew Barrymore out and saying that she's a racist and not giving credit to black creators and why don't they, you know, why don't white people think black people matter and black creators matter? It's like, can we stop? Drew Barrymore didn't know shit about any of that. Like, cut it out. Like, I don't feel like this whole uh, idea of, Every white person should know of every black uh, colloquialism, every black dance, every black hairstyle. Like, I don't think it's always this whole, like, evil pursuit to make sure black people feel belittled and unseen. And this is why I'm going to wear cornrows. Like, no. Like, look, the cornrow thing, that's more obvious. But the whole trend, like, there's always a new social media trend. Literally, there's always something new on social media that's happening, and it's um, it's always something changing. Now, who are like, how are we supposed to know the origins of every social media trend, right? Because it's popular for this month, but next week it's not anymore. Like, no one knows. Remember that dance move, Gigi? You know what I mean? Is it Chi Chi or I don't know, but y'all know the you you know what I'm talking about. And it was created by um, Sugar Shiggy Shiggy that I don't know where he is now, but y'all remember him um, prior to that and maybe even after that. He he always gave these like funny comedic videos of um, him reacting to something or doing some type of like sketch. And he's like spitting as he's speaking and his lips are super wet and juicy. Like he's wipe your fucking lip. (laughs) Shiggy, that's his name, right? Yeah. So anyway, I say that to say like that dance move was the move for like a year, a year straight. So much so that Drake invited him on to do um, some parts of the tour with him. And that was pretty cool for him. But like, that was a time. That was a time, and that time, no one's doing that dance move anymore. So I, t- I say all that to say, like, nobody cares. Like, no one cares about something that's popular now, and it's not going to be in the next month or maybe a couple of days. Like, it doesn't matter. And I feel like Drew Barrymore is not the type to be on top of what are all black creators doing online and making sure that she doesn't take away and making sure. And then even so, like, Look, I get the whole liberation movement of um, of black people being, um, you know, I get the whole liberation of black people wanting, or the, the black men in particular, wanting to demonstrate their joy, their happiness, their freedom, and not always being seen as angry and mad and aggressive. But, like, I just to make it racist or to make it seem like, you know, black people only could walk in the rain. Like, I just don't, like, look, I'm a black woman. I have natural hair. 
And that really gives me like the eight, the permission to walk in the rain because when I didn't have natural hair, when my hair was relaxed, it was always make sure you don't wet your hair, make sure you don't wet your hair. So like I remember when I was younger, when my hair was relaxed, whenever I would go into the pool or the beach or the water parks, I would wear a, um, a shower cap and not like the shower cap that you'll wear. I'm talking about like not the, not the cap that you'll wear like if you're a professional swimmer. I'm talking about the shower cap that you wear in the shower, okay? <laughs> and so I'm wearing this shower cap like a lot of times throughout my childhood because it was always this um this strong expectation, this mandate, have you will, to not wet your relaxed hair because you'll mess up your hair and your hair is going to break, it's going to fall off. This is like such a fear-mongering thing actually, come to think of it. And since I've been natural for, like, it's been since 2014, yeah, I think even 2013, actually. I think I started the whole process and then had my twa, my teeny-weeny afro. But, yeah, since then, there's been such a liberation that I've been experiencing of natural, you know, the weather, you know, (laughs) like walking outside with natural hair. Like, I don't necessarily have to run you know, to the, to my car to make sure that my, my hair doesn't get wet, um, because it's it's in this natural state. So my hair won't get damaged necessarily, but like, I don't want to get my hair wet necessarily if I'm not like at the pool or at a water park or at the beach, right? Like if I don't have to get my hair wet, then I'm not going to, that's the point. Cause I don't want to mess up the hairstyle or either way, but if I'm caught in the rain, it's not a big deal. But the point is, those who have relaxed hair as black women, it's not, it's not encouraged at all to walk in the rain. So this whole idea of frolicking in the rain, like, I can't relate. <laughs> or I couldn't relate when, I, when my hair was relaxed. And now that my hair's not relaxed and hasn't been relaxed for a while, even so, like, I'm not frolicking in the rain. Like, what are we doing? Go get your ass inside. You know, I was always taught to believe and I don't know if it's even true but you get wet from the top right from rain you know on your head you could get sick right you could get a cold I don't want to catch a cold so like I avoid getting wet if I don't have to you know from the top of my head so anyway let's give Drew Barrymore some grace I don't think it's that serious Let's stop trying to woke cancel everyone who, like, just, it could just be, I just didn't fucking know. Like, she didn't know this was a TikTok trend. She didn't know she's taking this word, and because she has a bigger platform, of course, and she's Drew Barrymore, now people are going to associate frolicking with Drew Barrymore. Like, no, frolicking is a fucking term on its own. Like, it's not, it wasn't invented or made popular by these black male creators on TikTok, and it's not made prop, uh, popular now that Drew Barrymore is talking about it. Like, it's uh, it's so dumb. And I feel like Drew Barrymore will probably in the next day or so release a statement saying that she apologizes for any insensitive racial innuendos that she may have made. Just some BS. I just, I just want us to get to a point in time when we are not finding everything to be offended over and not making something out of nothing, like out of pure nothingness, you're making something out of it and you're finding yourself to be angry. Like 
isn't it tiring to be angry all the time? Aren't you tired? Like, aren't you mad? Like, does it, does being angry rock you well to sleep? Like, do you feel like you had a good night rest because you were angry all day? Like, I can't. Oh, I hate being angry. And that's why it takes a lot for me to get angry. Like, angry, I may get annoyed, right? I may be, like, turned off. You may have given me a poor impression, but to be angry, nah, that takes a lot. Like, I really have given you permission to let me go there, and I don't I do not do that often. So it really takes a lot for me to get angry. So I just feel like stop being – just choose peace. Choose peace. Okay, now, speaking of choosing violence, um, Aries Spears, the comedian, y'all know him, Aries Spears. He's famous for Mad TV. I loved him. Yo, when I tell you, I used to watch Mad TV all the time when I was younger, and I would crack up dying. I remember um, that, I think she was even Asian, but she was this, um, she, she impersonated an Asian older woman. Kiki, oh, Tutu. Like, she, she was doing all these, like, Asian stereotypical accents. And, no, that's not my friend. Oh, my friend. my. She was doing something. There was a famous line that she had. Yo, I would cry laughing every Saturday night. I believe it was Saturday night that uh, Mad TV would come on. And um, I just loved it. And he was one of the regulars on Mad TV, Ari Spears. So Ari Spears has gained a lot of weight. A lot of weights. So much so that he's probably the same size as Lizzo. But, you know, um, fat on men looks different than on women. Like, it, it weighs differently on the body. But they, they're not too far off weight-wise. And um, at least with Lizzo, she's someone who, you know, she's a woman. So she's wearing makeup. She has her hair done. She um, knows how to, like, she, she has a stylist. She at least looks aesthetically pleasing as far as that. Now, yes, she's overweight, but as far as, like, clean, she looks clean. <laughs> Ari Spears do not. Like, he, he um, does not, actually, yeah. Um, he does not. And I – here's the thing with what he says. So, okay, so he uh, was asked about Lizzo. I don't know why. I feel like the the interviewer knew what he was doing. I feel like maybe Ari Spears said some – uh, just nasty comments about Lizzo in the past or maybe about just being overweight and fat in general in the past. And I think the interview knew that this is going to be a clip that's going to go viral. So anyway, the interviewer asked him about what does he think of Lizzo's music, which is like, why would you fucking ask me? Like, what, what a random-ass question. Like, it wasn't like he was asking him about a political situation or some pop cultural moment. Like, it was just a random question that I really feel like the interview knew, interviewer knew what he was doing and was giving him the bait, and Ari Spears just took the bait on. So what happened? So he was asked of whether he likes Lizzo music. You know, what do you think about it? And he says how every time he thinks of Lizzo, he thinks of the shit emoji. You know, the shit emoji on your phone. And I mean, when you when you just take a moment to to look at the shit emoji and and look at Lizzo, I'm just saying, I get why he said that, right? I'm not saying it's okay. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just saying like, oh, I get oh the shit emoji, right? 
Anyway, so he says that. And I'm like, oh, fuck, here we go. So then he, like, you know, he shits on her for being overweight or fat, as you will. And then he gets into something that I really feel like should be the point in the conversation in which we, you know, just take, take a moment to listen to it. But he says that instead of promoting this overweight lifestyle, right, instead of promoting being um, just uh, negligent in your food consumption and your negligence in your, you know, your desire to take care of your body in any capacity, he believes that Lizzo should be an example for women who look like her and just women in general to to take some time to, to work out, to be nutritious in their food consumption and yada, yada, yada. And I feel like that message is a valuable message, but because of maybe his deliverance and maybe because he shitted on her literally by comparing her to the shit emoji that message was not received. No one even paid attention to that message. Like, no one even heard that message. And uh, he was being definitely clowned <laughs> for this commentary. And look, I think it's very ironic for Ari Spears to say what he said about Lizzo's physical appearance when it comes to her weight, considering if you guys just take a moment to go and look up who, well, in case you don't know who Ari Spears is, Take a moment to look at him. Look him up, and you'll see how big he is. Like, he is a bigger guy now than he was when he was younger. Like, he was attractive somewhat when he was younger on Mad TV. Like, not necessarily, like, my type type of guy, but, like, he wasn't big when he was younger, and he definitely wasn't that size when he was on Mad TV. Like, he was fairly attractive. And for him to be this overweight guy – his neck fat is, like, super fatty. He's speaking on this as if he is this, like, Rick Fox type of figure physically. It's just ironic as fuck, right? So, um, of course, people are clowning his looks and saying that Lizzo looks much better than you, Lizzo's probably healthier than you type of, you know, response to it. And, look, I don't think he maybe is the right messenger for the message that he did say I do think there is a conversation that needs to be had about the Lizzo's you know and not to even like put her down I don't think she's an ugly woman I just feel like someone of her size and for be for her being so not just okay with it but flaunting it right like she flaunts her big size and she has no desire to lose the weight, you know, lose the excess weight, to to get on a healthier lifestyle plan. And she doesn't share that publicly. So even if she is, even if she may be doing it privately, who knows? But the fact that she's not doing it publicly and instead she's saying it's okay being fat and you should be overweight. And yes, the average size of a woman in America now is 16 a size 16, that is not okay. That's not okay. And maybe, sure, I have skinny girl privilege for saying this. Fuck, I do. But I think we should be able to push a healthier lifestyle or a healthy lifestyle, at the very least, 
upon people, especially if you have a large platform like Lizzo does. She has a lot of people supporting her. She has a large fan base. And if she were to say, hey, I'm going to lose weight. Hey, I'm going to be on this three-month challenge, you know, whatever that looks like. And it could really influence so many Americans, so many of her fans to take upon that challenge if they see themselves overweight as if, if they are overweight, not even see themselves, if they are overweight as well. And I think that's so necessary. And it just sucks because we are normalizing fatness. Like we're normalizing obesity. We're normalizing being overweight. And people may think, oh, well, overweight is like, you know, it's not, it's kind of like brushed upon because it's like, oh, I'm, I'm just a little overweight. No, no, no. You may not be like obese, but you're overweight for your size, right? You're overweight for your height. You're overweight for your age and your cholesterol. Like there's so many factors that impact your your capacity to being overweight. So if you are overweight, right, but yeah, I'm not fat though. I'm not obese though, but you're overweight for who you are in your body. Like you're overweight in your body. And that's a problem. That should be a sign to get on the right track so that you can live a healthier life, so that you can live a longer life, as much as you can control it, of course, but so that you can live longer. And I, I feel like this world is just so shitty sometimes because you just have the wrong message being pushed out. And when you want to say, hey, maybe you should take into consideration that your nutrition is not uh, as healthy as it could be, right? Then you're the asshole. Like, what? I'm telling you to not kill babies, right? I'm telling you to... <laughs> I'm telling you to not kill babies and I'm telling you to um, maybe put the chips down and take up some strawberries and, you know, go on a walk every day at the very least. But I'm the asshole, right? It's just like, ah! We're, we're too sensitive, you know, we're too sensitive. We want to be coddled, right? Oh, I want to eat Oreos every night. Shout out to my new listeners. I hope you are not alarmed with what I'm saying, at least in a negative light. But, you know, this is who I am. And if you rock with it, I really appreciate it. But people are so sensitive. And what we're saying, even though Ari Spears may not be the great messenger, there was a message that was valuable that could have been received and probably should have been received, but it couldn't have. Like, no one was receptive to it because, well, look at Ari Spears. And it sucks because Lizzo could be a great example for any of her fans to want to live healthier, but instead... Lizzo is an example of someone, well, I'm fat and so what? And you better accept it. And I'm healthy. I'm healthier than you. And it's like, mm. and I hate when people be like, oh, well, there are skinny people who make unhealthy choices. It's just a different body. Shut up. That's not true. <laughs> I mean, look, I get it. There are skinny people who do not eat healthy. I'm not, look, I'm saying when you are overweight, there is a limitation that is had, okay? There is a blockage that you experience. And unfortunately, those who are not, is it unfortunately that I want to use? But I'm saying there's a difference for those who are not overweight, right, skinny or just like, you know, the right um, weight 
that they are for their body type, they don't experience the same blockages that you may experience. So those who are overweight are more at risk for what? Heart failures, blood clots, like so many, so there's a list of health complications that you can simply receive by being overweight, period. So regardless of that skinny person who eats Cheetos every night but doesn't gain so much weight that she's overweight or he's overweight now, I'm really focused on, let's focus on what the problem is. The problem is there are overweight people in America. I'm going to be specific to America because America's, Um, just food production is so impure and you have to be such on a hunt to adopt a healthy lifestyle and get healthy goods and whole foods that is, is just, is laughable. Like it's such a journey. It's a, it's a tire, it's a tireless, it's, it's a, it's a hard journey. It's a relentless journey that you have to be on to live a healthy lifestyle while living in America because the food here isn't fresh. It's not fresh as it would be in a countryside in the Caribbean. It's not, it's not fresh. So I feel like, yes, although Ari Spears may not be the best person to share this message and he didn't share it effectively starting off, I still think it's a discussion to be had. Like think about Adele, for example. Adele started off as a big woman, very talented, still talented, but she decided to lose fucking weight. Still talented, she could still sing her ass off. I think sometimes like fat people may have this, um, like, what is it, um, attachment to their weight, right? Because I've been fat my whole life, right? So who am I if I lose weight, right? I'm not the same person. And maybe, maybe you're not, but like, I mean, at your soul, you are like, you are who you are internally. So you're just in a different physical being now, or, you know, um, shell now. Anyway, so Adele lost weight, a lot of weight, and she is skinny as fuck. Like she's probably my, like she's skinny. Um, and she got a lot of heat for it. A lot of her fans, just commentators, were feeling like, oh, she abandoned us. She decided to lose weight. F her. I thought she wasn't going to be this fat phobic person because she was fat like me. And now since she lost weight, she's fat phobic. What? Like, why is that even a, why is fat phobic even a term? What are we talking? Like, why are we normalizing overweight? You know, being overweight. Um, why are we normalizing this culture? Why are we normalizing, what are we saying? Um, Why are we normalizing obesity? Like, this should not be a normal thing where we're just going to adjust to it. Now, adjust to it accordingly, like, as far as, you know, needing accommodations, right? If you're on a plane, um, if you're at school and you need a certain desk or whatever it is, but to not... Um, to not find a, a solution to get healthier, to get on the right track, I think that's very problematic. I remember I used to follow this influencer on Instagram, and she said how my she's not even fat, but she has uh she she struggled with eating disorders, and she just uh had she had anorexia at one point, believe all the shits like. And look, I feel like white girls, especially, 
just has they just have this whole different life right like as far as um looking the part and being perfect i feel like they have this oh my gosh like they're they have an i think i really mean like they have an obsession around weights and calorie intake and uh what's the sugar grams here like what the fuck are you talking about just fucking eat the cookie bitch <laughs> like this girl i um I, I watch her YouTube. She's this white girl. Look, maybe I'm a white girl at heart, too. I, I, I look at a lot of white girls. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> but she's a white she's a white girl, white woman. And, like, around my – yeah, she's about 31. She's, I think she's 30, 29. One of those ages. And she's fit. Like, she works out. Um, she has a balanced diet from what I could see and from what she shares. And she was saying how she she was so mad at herself because she had 32 grams of sugar in this drink that she had. And she just felt like, oh, my God, she was just beating herself up on it. I'm just like, are you OK? Like, I don't even know what 32 grams of sugar look like. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> when I tell you, the last thing I look look at is the nutrition label. <laughs> I'm so funny. I'm I'm going I'm going over here talking about obesity and we shouldn't normalize it. I'm talking about the last thing I look at is the nutrition label. <laughs> I said what I said. Shout out to jeans. <laughs> Shout out to having good jeans. <laughs> no, but I really do feel like I don't know. There's there's a different type of world white people live, white women in particular live in. Like they have this obsession when it comes to calorie intake and sugar grams and <sighs> it's creepy. Anyway, this white woman I used to follow on Instagram, this influencer, she um was talking about how she would get so offended when her doctor, whenever she go get her annual check uh checkups, her doctor would ask her or would give her nutritional advice and say, you know, um, I noticed yours. Let's say, for example, her cholesterol was a little high. And so the doctor would say, um, I recommend you stay away from fatty food or like, you know, um, fried foods or, you know, anything that could raise your cholesterol because we want to make sure it's low or at this number next time I see you and moving forward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then she would, um, she said on her Instagram a couple of times that she got so offended by that because the doctor has no place to tell her about her food consumption and her diet and he's out of bounds for that and are you a nutritionist? And it's like, are you fucking kidding? He's a doctor. <laughs> yes, he has every right. to. And look, I get it. There's doctors for different things. I get it. But at the very least, I think he has a baseline of what he's talked or she. It's not just male doctors. But I think the doctor has a baseline of what they're talking about. Like, I don't think there's some random guy off the street trying to give you some diet advice. Like, girl, and again, it speaks to the sensitivity culture that is so present here. Like, oh, I got a tiptoe. It's okay if you want to eat Oreos tonight again. I, I understand. No, it's not okay. Get your ass up. Walk. Be mindful of what you eat. Eat in moderation. Now, look, I don't like the whole... You know, there's bad foods, there's good... Like, I don't believe in that. Like, I think that is a, a negative way to look at food. I, I don't think we should have a negative mindset when it comes to food. I just think we should be mindful of our consumption, right? Eat in moderation. Be mindful of what you had uh, this week. Maybe you had a lot of sugar this week in as far as maybe you had Reese's all, 
all week. Maybe you don't have Reese's next week. Like, just be mindful of the amount of quote-unquote junk food that you eat. And, like, it's just, I don't know. Like, let's not have this, like, identity crisis when it comes to weight and when it comes to food. Like, people are very... And look, I love food. Look, I love food. And I thank God I don't look like my weight fluctuates, but it's not like, I don't know. You know, it's not, it's not crazy, but oh fudge. I just messed up my nail. Um, but anyway, yeah, like I love food. Like I love food. Like I will go to sleep, you know, when it's time for me to go to sleep and I'll be so excited and looking forward to the next day because, oh wow, the next day will come and I get to eat again. That's how much I love food. Like I think about food like that. Like, oh, I can't wait to eat breakfast and lunch and snacks and dinner again. Oh, I can't wait to have this meal again. I made these bomb ass salmon tacos and I think about, oh my gosh, I can't wait until I have this meal again. (laughs) It's that serious for me. I love food. So imagine if you're someone who gained weight, you know, easier uh, than someone who does not. I, I get it. It's a struggle. But I just feel like at the very least, we shouldn't be in a culture where we're normalizing the bad things. We shouldn't normalize being overweight. We shouldn't normalize not working out and taking care of our bodies. We should be more proactive. And we shouldn't be looked at this asshole or like we're fat phobic because I'm, I'm recommending, hey, maybe put the Doritos down. Let's go for a walk. Let's go for a fucking walk. All right, you guys, I'm going to end the episode here. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. And again, make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel at God Built This Podcast on YouTube. Leave a comment at any, um, you know, platform that you are listening to this episode on or multiple platforms. You could make a comment on Spotify and on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Anchor. I really, really appreciate it. So shout out to all of you who have commented so far. I encourage it some more. And I will check in with you guys next time. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of God Built This Podcast with your host, Maxine. Be sure to leave a review, give me five stars, and of course, subscribe. Also, follow God Built This Podcast on Instagram at God Built This Pod. God bless.